War of the Worlds is sponsored by Cruzan Construction. With 26 years in the business, Cruzan Construction is proud to support our students, teachers, and the wonderful community we live in. MCHS Drama Radio is proud to present a student-written adaptation of War of the Worlds by H.G. Wells. On October 30, 1938, Orson Welles and the Mercury Theatre, on air, produced a broadcast that would go down in history because of the mass panic it caused amongst its audiences. The program War of the Worlds created a realistic portrayal of an alien invasion that had audiences convinced that the events were really taking place. MCHS Drama Radio has taken on the challenge of writing our own adaptation of the classic broadcast, modernizing it, and bringing it closer to home. We hope you enjoy our production of War of the Worlds. We know now that in the early years of the 21st century, this world was being watched closely by intelligences greater than man's, and yet as mortal as his own. We know now that as human beings busied themselves about their various concerns, they were scrutinized and studied, perhaps almost as narrowly as a man with a microscope might scrutinize the transient creatures that swarm and multiply in a drop of water. With infinite complacency, people went to and fro over the earth about their little affairs, serene in the assurance of their dominion over this small, spinning fragment of solar driftwood which, by chance or design, man has inherited out of the dark mystery of time and space. Yet across an immense ethereal gulf, minds that are to our minds, as ours are to the beasts in the jungle, intellects vast, cool, and unsympathetic. Regarding this earth with envious eyes and slowly and surely drew their plans against us. In the 20th year of the 21st century came the great disillusionment. It was near the end of October. Business was rough, the quarantine scare was lingering, many were out of work, and on this particular evening, October 30th, the Crossley Service estimated that 32 million people were listening in on radios. Hello everyone, this is Deep Vibes on DRMA Radio, coming to you with the best underground hits from the 2000s and the coolest news in Cortez, Colorado. It is a wonderful day in Cortez today, and we're excited to give you the latest scoop. I'm your host, Alan Anderson. And I'm your co-host, Anna Fitzgerald. Hello, Cortez. We are excited to be joined today by our special guest, Ace Green. Hey everybody, I'm Ace. Glad to join you on the air today. I told my kids that you were joining us this morning, Ace. They said that they will definitely be listening, and they're excited to hear your opinion on Halloween and trick-or-treating this year. Hey kids, glad to know you're tuned in this morning. Halloween is such a fun holiday, and I think it's still up in the air about trick-or-treating, honestly. But what do you think about it? Do you think that they should be allowed to go trick-or-treating, what with COVID and everything? Don't you think they should still get to enjoy themselves? I know my kids would be so bummed out if they were told that they don't get to go trick-or-treating with their friends. Childhood is a precious time, Ace, and we don't want them to miss a thing, do we? Okay, but also, Alan, children are major carriers of COVID. We don't want them catching it and spreading it to someone who could get really hurt by it. COVID-19 cases are on the rise, so I think we need to be careful, you know? Yeah, Anna, but... Well, I think that even in taking COVID precautions, we can be totally safe. I mean, kids can get creative with masks anyways. What do you think about all of this, Ace? I think... I think... Have you heard about the Pinion Project? Yesterday, they helped Hope's Kitchen feed the homeless. Uh, yes. Yes, they did. They have been helping out people in need so much more during this current crisis. We love to hear about good news during all this. Hey, Ace, would you do the honor of reporting the weather? Sure thing. 
Today we have mostly clear skies, with a high of 75 during the day and a low of 45 at night, so you'll want to make sure to turn up that heater and stay warm tonight. You can wrap yourselves up in a nice warm blanket and watch a movie with the family. And don't forget to vote. The election is coming up soon, and you want to make sure you get your vote in there. What do you think about the current election situation, Ace? Yeah, yeah, it's been crazy, Alan. People have been putting up signs in their yards, slapping bumper stickers on their trucks. Which is good. Yeah, good. We're glad to see you guys making your voices heard. My social media feed has been full of all the biggest celebrities and their posts and stories telling everyone to vote. I'm glad to hear it. Hey, Anna, our producer just slipped me this special report. Apparently, we have a guest from SpaceX, Professor Linda Pearson. Thank you, Mr. Anderson. My name is Professor Linda Pearson, and I am excited to share some big news from a study being conducted at SpaceX. A few years ago, we sent a probe to Mars to collect samples and scout out the landscape. The probe has been sending back readings for the last two weeks, but today we saw something very unusual. We found structures composed of metal, not like the mountains we've seen before, but buildings. They don't look natural, but we can't be sure without a bit more exploration. They look like they were built there by some sort of civilization. That is big news, Professor Pearson. It is, and we're going to continue to scout the site. And we will update you when we learn more. We may not be alone in the universe after all. It's probably like that face NASA photographed on Mars a while back. Turned out just to be a bunch of hills with the light hitting them just right. I'm not holding my breath on this one. Fair enough. On a side note, there is a larger meteor shower passing over us this evening, so you should definitely wrap the kids off in some warm blankets and watch the meteors tonight. It'll be spectacular. I love meteor showers. I know that my fiancé and I will be sure to watch tonight. My wife and I will definitely watch this with the kids tonight. Speaking of the kids, up next we have my son's favorite song, Without You For Tonight. Sorry about that, folks. It looks like we're experiencing some technical difficulties, but it looks like we're up and running again, so we'll just get to- Uh, hello? Uh, DRMA Radio? This is Professor Pearson again. Oh, hi, Professor Pearson. Professor Pearson, what's happening? Hello, Alan. We've been experiencing some static and interruptions. Did you guys just experience technical difficulties, too? Uh, yes, we did. What's going on, Professor? I think it's being caused by the meteor shower. It's happening earlier than we thought. Alan, Anna, we just got a new weather report, and I think we should share it on the air. Go ahead, Ace. Thanks, Anna. It's looking like weather patterns are changing, folks. Nothing too concerning, though. I read that we have some dark clouds rolling in, the wind is about to kick up a bit, and we have a 90% chance of precipitation with highs only reaching 45 and lows of 32. So we want to stress that you grab your blankets and turn up the heaters tonight, because it's going to be crisp. Thank you, Ace. This must be quite the storm coming in for the temperature to drop like that. It's good to know. It's just the right weather to make some hot cocoa with your loved ones and bake some warm cookies. And make sure to catch the (coughs) meteor showers tonight because we have word of even more increased meteor activity. So it should be a real big show. You can curl up by the windows to watch with your kids from inside because it is going to be cold tonight. And while you're there, you can listen to Jaden Cruzan's newest smooth hit, Back Home. We'll play it for you now.
We interrupt this song for a special news report. We transfer you now to our field reporter, Todd Turner. Hello, this is Todd Turner, and I'm here at Grover Mill where a meteorite has crashed on the farm. I'm here with eyewitness Earl Grover, who saw the crash. Sir, can you tell the people listening at home what happened? Well, I was, I was here moving my hay from my fields to the barn, and this huge, massive space rock landed on my beauty. Oh my goodness, is she okay? No, she got squashed flat like a pancake. I'm very sorry to hear about your wife. What? No, you think I'm talking about my wife? I'm talking about my beautiful truck. What are you talking about, you old fool? Your truck was a piece of junk anyway. You were always breaking down. About time you got rid of it. I hope you paid your insurance last month. Well, sorry about your truck. But anyways, what was the first thing that went through your head when you saw the meteorite crash into the truck? My first thought was if my prize winning cow Millie and the prize money was okay. I was afraid that Millie was still in the truck, who just got back from the fair where Millie won first prize. And what do you think about the strange weather we are having here currently? Well, it was all nice and sunny today at the fair, but now it's all windy and cloudy and strange. And to tell the people at home, there seems to be very heavy snow clouds overhead. Temperatures have dropped dramatically. We have snow blowing around us, and there is also about two inches of snow on the ground. Which is weird, because we don't get that much snow here at my farm. Usually it's only about half an inch every now and then. And the weather has been so warm recently. What did the meteorite sound like? And how loud was the crash? The meteorite sounded as if a cat landed in a barrel. And the barrel landed in a dumpster with tons of metal and explosive devices. And I swear the sound nearly blew out my eardrums. Hey, Earl, what in the heck are you doing outside? Get your butt in here. Shut up, you old heifer. Millie's twice the cow you are. Excuse me, sir. How will your family and farm ever recover from such a tragic event as this? We will recover how any farm family would. Hard work and Millie. On the note of strange weather, to the folks at home, the snow has stopped and there is a dense heavy mist floating around us around ankle level, but we are still standing in around four inches of snow. Well, sir, I hope you will. What on earth is that noise? What is it coming from? Excuse me, folks. It appears there is a metallic cylinder emerging from the asteroid. Don't worry about that. That's just my sprinkler system. Uh, sir, this is way too big to be anyone's sprinkler system. No, you're right. That ain't mine. This whole darn thing is probably that low-down, dirty, rotten Dave Calloway across the road there. It was all his fault that darn rock landed on my truck. Wait, 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 what, what the heck is going on here? What's all the ruckus? You know what's going on here. You sent this metal thing on my precious. I didn't know such a thing. Well, if it isn't yours, I dare you to touch it. Unless you're chicken. How much we talking? Oh, how about 50 bucks? <laughs> Bail. Sir, I don't think that's a good idea. Hush, hush. I'm gonna win me 50 bucks because I ain't no chicken. What does it feel like? Yeah! What kind of black magic is this thing? Dave, get out of the way, the thing is starting to move. Folks, it appears the cylinder has legs and is beginning to stand. N no! <laughs> it is with my deepest sympathy that a report Dave Calloway was just crushed by the cylinder. Folks, the cylinder is opening and it looks like it has arms. <laughs> well, it looks like I get to keep my 50 bucks. Folks, it looks like there is a giant slimy alien with multiple arms that are oozing out of the metallic cylinder. Caroline, get the shotgun and get in the cellar quick. 
you ain't my boss. Just because I said yes to marrying you doesn't mean you can boss me around. I am the man of the house. If I tell you what you do, you'll do it. Oh, whatever. I'm doing it because I want to, not because you told me to. I love you. I love you too, you old goat. You little... I love you too, Millie. Oh my gosh. Wait, what is that terrible screeching noise? What incarnation is going on? There's fog everywhere. It smells rotten. I can't see. No, not my toupee. Forget that. Run for your life. Ah! Ah! My phone! No! Millie! What's just happened? What's going on? I, I don't know. It cut out. Shoot, I'm still in the air. Hello, folks. Please excuse us. We are having technical difficulties at the moment. We will be back in a minute. Yes, hon. I'm okay. The heat ray destroyed most of the mill. No, I can't see anyone or see anything. I I can't ho come home, Jan. Jan, the story is my last chance. I know. I know. I keep in touch. I love you too. Tell the kids I love them. All right. Bye, Jan. Is this, is the red light still on? Oh, man. I, I'm on the air. Uh, <clears throat> Hello, this is Todd Turner reporting live from Grover Mill. The fog has thickened and is getting harder to speak. Um, speaking, my eyes are getting, starting to burn. I'm trying to leave Grover Mill, but it's a little hard to navigate where I am based on this rubble. The Mar Martians have begun to leave the farm, all going in separate directions. Believe it or not, I'm going to chase one down. <laughs> There's one heading towards Mesa Verde, and I think I can keep up with it. Although my shoes, they don't... They don't... Sorry, I'm feeling a little dizzy. I... I need to sit. I told you I saw a body. Is it still breathing? I think so. Hey, buddy, you all right? Uh. Get him into the van. Hello? Come here, buddy. Matson, get that boy some water. Johnson, turn this convoy around. We need to follow that tripod. Here you go, bud. Thank you. You guys gonna follow that thing? What are you, some kind of storm chasers? <laughs> no, son, we're the National Guard. U.S. military? Well, you guys are exactly what I need. I am Todd Turner with the local news, and I would love to get few statements. We're here live on the radio as we speak. Whoa, I'm gonna have to stop you right there, son. We can't have some kid in a three-piece suit leaking the information we have on this threat. I'd advise you to end that broadcast and put that little tape recorder you got there away. I'm sorry, sir, but you have no idea what this would do for me and my job. This is a one-in-a-lifetime chance. I said end it, and I'm not asking again. Yes, sir. Hey, Alan, keep the broadcast going. You're going in my pocket. There's no way we can miss this. General Wells, we got the Air Force coming in from Colorado Springs, but they won't be able to stay for long. These meteors are landing all across the state. Are they sending a bomber? That's classified. 
I hear they're sending in a whole squadron of fighter jets. And if that's not enough, they're bringing in Big Bertha. I'm sorry, what? Did you say Big Bertha? Let's just say she'll wipe out the problem. <laughs> yeah, and everything else. What about the ground troops? We know how to handle ourselves. We'll take care of business before the jets even get here. They'll turn right back around as soon as they see us planting an American flag right on top of one of those tripods. I saw what those tripods can do, but I'm sorry, but a tank won't stand a chance against those things. Agreed to disagree, Todd. Even if the Jets and Bertha can't take out the tripods, the military's got weapons that'll wipe out every bit of life in its blast radius, be it Earthling or Martian. General Wells, we just got word that we can't be out in the fog for very long. Citizens are collapsing, losing breath, and their eyes are swelling up like golf balls. <coughs> the heat rays seem to have melted the snow. <coughs> I'm sure it's great of some sort of toxic fog that's filling the air. <coughs> no one should be out in that. You should just send another unit to look for citizens, General. I have some first-hand experience with that fog, and you definitely want to stay out of it. I'm sorry, but you blend in just as much as I do. Who are you? Oh, I'm Professor Linda Pearson with SpaceX. I was sent to investigate exactly what those meteors were bringing to Earth. I was about to head on to an even bigger crash site in Salt Lake City whenever the tripods brought out their heat rays. They destroyed my van, and before these guys picked me up, I was wandering in the fog with nothing but this walkie-talkie to speak to my partner. Now that we know the foreign creatures are a threat, <clears throat> they need me here because they think I know more than they do. When I'm figuring all this out at the same time, they are... <coughs> I see. Are you feeling okay, Miss Pearson? Don't mind me saying, but you don't look too good. <coughs> I've been a little bit under the weather lately, but I'm brushing through. General Wells, I'm afraid we're losing sight of the tripod. This fog just keeps getting thicker. Do you think the bomber will have trouble seeing its target? We wouldn't want Big Bertha to accidentally hit us. <laughs> What did you say, boy? What do you know about Big Bertha? You're asking too many questions for my liking. I don't mean to intrude, General. I was just making small talk with Madison here. Yes, General. I was just trying to make him feel safe. Wait a minute. What's that blinking in your pocket? You're still recording, aren't you? No, no, you don't understand. I was just trying to... Johnson, have the other vehicles go ahead and get this boy a gas mask. He's out of here. Are you serious? But what about the fog? This should be enough, but you've become a liability. We can't have you here anymore. No, Generals, you can't do this. I'll die out here. This can't be happening. I have to get out of here. Oh, I have to put this on. Maybe I have some service. Maybe I can call my wife. Shoot, still no phone signal. All right. If you're still listening, this is Todd Turner. I have been thrown out of the military vehicle and was left out in the fog once again. I would be surprised if the troops could still see the tripod. I could hardly see my hand in front of my face with how thick this fog has gotten. I can see the taillights of the vehicles. I'm going to try to keep up with them on foot. That seems like the best option right now. Luckily, this gas mask is working pretty well. But my skin is getting very irritated. I can't believe they threw me out here. How am I supposed to survive out here when I could have just... Oh my god. What was that? 
Oh no! The military has interfered with one of the tripods, and fighting has ensued. I have my eyes on the general, but only when the heat rate cuts through the fog, illuminating the scene around it. There's the van that I was in. It seems to be safe, and looks like Pearson is behind the wheel, trying to get to safety. It seems as though she's okay. She'll be fine. Oh, no. The van has been picked up by the tentacle-like arms coming from the tripod. Wait. What's it doing? Oh. My. The tripod is emptying the van into a cage-like area beneath its head. The troops are being picked up and placed into the cage. The bullets the soldiers are shooting seem to be doing no damage to the tripod. And the Martian seems to be winning. The ground troops have been taken or taken out. The tripod is leaving, taking the surviving troops with it. I... I'm going to investigate the scene. Martians seem to have left no survivors. Hello? Hello? Is anyone there? <coughs> this is Professor Pearson. I repeat, are there any ground troops? Hello? Hello, Professor. This is Todd. Are you okay? Oh, I'm fine, Todd. <coughs> is everyone okay down there? I'm afraid it's just me down here, Professor. What's going on up there? I've lost sight of the tripod. Are you... Are y'all okay? <laughs> As of now, we're all fine, Todd. Just very scared. And the swaying isn't <coughs> doing anything for my stomach. <coughs> or any part of me, for that matter. I think the tripod is going to take us toward the peak of Mesa Verde. Mesa Verde? Why would they want to go up there? <coughs> Todd, please excuse me, but with all this motion, I'm not feeling too well. I think I'm going to... Professor, are you all right? What just happened? Yes, it's just that my, my throat <coughs> seemed to have burnt through the tripod's metallic skin. Burnt through? Oh, like acid. <coughs> Professor, are you saying that your vomit injured the creature? <coughs> I'm sorry, Dodd. I'm having trouble catching my breath. This awful cough is aggravating. Oh, if I all this commotion... <laughs> Professor, is there any way you could have contracted COVID-19? Is that why the tripod is reacting this way? <laughs> Mr. Turner, you're crazy, but I think you're right. Professor, you need to get everyone on that thing to cough like crazy. Cough, spit, whatever you can do to spread those germs. Alright, everybody, this is gonna sound crazy, but I need you all to disregard everything we have been told for the past <coughs> eight months. The tripod seemed to be reacting to the COVID-19 virus. So in order to take this thing down, you need to spread it like crazy. Todd! Todd, it's burning! The tripod's going down! You have to let the city know! Oh yes. Hello listeners, this is Todd Turner. You heard it here. COVID-19 is the tripod's weakness. I repeat, the tripod can be taken down with COVID-19. The tripods are slowly falling to the ground, and citizens are exiting the cages safely. It looks as though the military is entering the scene to clean up and make sure the tripods have been fully detonated. This is Todd Turner, reporting to you live after time of havoc. Stay safe, folks, and thank you for listening. 
good morning, folks. It's a new day in Montezuma County. Cleanup has begun across the county to fix the destruction caused by the Martians, and people once again feel safe. The Martians have officially been killed by COVID-19, and the cleanup has begun at the various crash sites. Grover's Mill will be hosting their annual Pumpkin Patch Festival, but it'll be at the Callaway Memorial Ranch. We'll see you there, Montezuma County. Up next, we got a new hit single called Jaden's Song. War of the Worlds was adapted from the novel by H.G. Wells and the 1938 radio play by Orson Welles and was written by Mia Jeremiah, Roman Winslow, Emmy Beckler, Juan Salinas, Lindsay Walrod, Mason Eccles, Joseph Tevall, and Coral Jackson. Our production, under the direction of Nicholas Sandner, starred John White as Todd Turner and Grace Shepard as Professor Pearson. Music was composed and recorded by Jaden Cruzan. Featured in tonight's cast were Savannah Story, Jaden Cruzan, Mia Jeremiah, Emmy Beckler, Avi Jeremiah, Joseph Tivault, Micah Burrs, Amber Heppard, Coral Jackson, Lily Sandner, Simeon Erlinson, and Zane Klopp. Roman Winslow was the stage manager and Nicholas San- Sandner was the sound engineer and creative supervisor. Thank you for joining us for War of the Worlds. This is Haley Medina speaking. You're tuned to MCHS Drama Radio. Join us again in December as we bring more radio dramas to life. MCHS Drama thanks our local radio stations for supporting us by playing these radio dramas. We hope you are enjoying listening to them as much as we are enjoying creating them. Check out our October broadcast online at mchsdrama.org. We are excited to announce our upcoming production of The Crucible. The true story of the Salem Witch Trials in 1692. In order to accommodate the pandemic, we will be performing our play at the brand new stage at Montezuma Park on the corner of Market and Montezuma on November 13th, 14th, 20th, and 21st at 7 p.m. and November 14th and 21st at 2 p.m. Bring your long chairs and blankets to enjoy Arthur Miller's classic, The Crucible, Under the Stars. If the chilly fall weather is not for you, we will also be streaming our performance online at the same time. Tickets and streaming passes are available on the on our website, mchsdrama.org. MCHS Drama hopes you enjoy the remainder of our radio dramas through October and plan to join us in November for The Crucible at Montezuma Park. Thank you for listening. War of the Worlds is sponsored by Cruzan Construction. With 26 years in the business, Cruzan Construction is proud to support our students, teachers, and the wonderful community we live in.